Welcome back to our podcast. I'm Abigail Bergen. And I'm Rania Sharma. Today, we're going to reflect on our podcast series. Before we dive in, Abigail, what is your favorite country that you have visited and why? Oh, I would have to say that my favorite country uh, that I've visited is probably Egypt. I went uh, in seventh grade. Um, and I've been a big ancient Egypt nerd ever since I was a really little kid. And it was super cool to see how Egypt had all of this millennia old history while also having a really vibrant uh, modern culture. And I met some amazing people and I learned some great stuff. What about you? That's so cool. Egypt is somewhere that I, that's on my list of places to go to. That's so cool. Um, my favorite place that I visited is probably Switzerland. I loved it. I went around, I think, three years ago, and I just loved the beautiful blend of culture. And there's so much like nature. Like, I think that was around the time that I finally began to really appreciate, I think, all that our planet has to offer and natural beauty. That I love Switzerland. I think it's one of for me, like the happiest places on earth. It's just so beautiful and magical. But yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've always wanted to go there. It just looks gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's like everywhere you look, there's waterfalls and rainbows and mountains. It's nothing like what I've seen before. But what is an AP6 country that you would like to visit? I don't know. I feel like all of them because they all seem really, um, interesting I would like to go to the UK because we were supposed to do that for spring break and then COVID hit um but otherwise I'd be really interested in Russia I think that that's such a really in another country with a really interesting past um and just kind of like the modern day like authoritarianism just as they've been sliding into authoritarianism I think that it would be really interesting to look at Russian society what about you have you been to the UK before? No, I have not. So I know. Funny. I like associate you with like everything <laughs> in England. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, because I had a British accent until I was like <laughs> eight. So yeah. Um, I would I would go back to the UK. I love it. I think there's I love their culture and I think um there's just so much history to it. But I think I would agree with you on Russia I think I just want to see like what day-to-day life is like in Russia I think after learning so much about it on a national level like between what's going on with the government and everything like that I just like to see more of like their culture and maybe the better parts of Russian society than what we've highlighted a lot on this podcast Yeah, I know my mom went there when she like worked, I think with like the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, but that was obviously decades ago. So I would be really interested to see how like Moscow has changed. Definitely. That's so interesting. I think Russia is also a big music hub, if I remember correctly. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's so right. So So what do we, yeah, yeah, personal reflection. Yeah, um, I mean, I really liked our episode topics. I don't know about you, but I think one of the things that I really liked about covering civil unrest was that 
Um, it allowed us to be broad enough to cover a variety of different movements in different countries um, without being so broad that it felt like we never got everything in. Because like, I'm sure that we missed stuff just because all of these countries have such long histories. Um, but I never felt like, oh, we don't have enough time to cover this major movement. What do you think about our episode? Topic? I completely agree with you on that. I really liked, I think, how we were able to have um, narrow enough topics, but wide enough discussions that we could talk about greater issues that are going on in the world, specifically relating to incidents in XYZ countries. I found it really interesting. I know truthfully the way that our podcast was with the episode topics but was just in chronological order as to what we were learning in our class but I thought it just worked perfectly like UK and Russia for example seeing the stark differences and Mexico and Nigeria seeing like how they're so similar with each other I just thought that was the funny coincidence kind of yeah for sure and I also really liked um China and Iran where China has pretty much nothing that could be considered democratic and Iran is like questionably democratic and kind of the similarities and differences with that, which I just, I thought that was really fascinating. And I think you're right. It lined up well enough that we were able to find similarities between each country, but it didn't feel like we were just repeating the same stuff. And I'm also, I found it really, I think, exciting topics to research because there were so many things that haven't really received that much media coverage that I haven't seen in the news about, for example, as much about what the civil unrest in Nigeria, like I did not know that much about it until I actually went out and started researching it. And I was like, wow, these are such important issues that are prevalent in the world right now that for some reason, I'm not sure why there's not as much media coverage for it, which is why I thought it was good topics that we ended up researching and just kind of expanded our own personal knowledge of things going on in the world. Definitely. And on the flip side of that, I thought it was also really interesting to look at issues that were making huge media headlines um, or that people could kind of rattle off like the main idea of and being able to dive more deeply into that like most people knew roughly what the Navalny protests were about um but it was really interesting to like look into the nuances of that or like with China most people have a vague understanding of Tiananmen Square but it was fascinating to dive more into that so I think that it ended up being the best of both worlds like you learned about new issues and got a new depth on like more I guess popular or more widely covered issues. I agree and I think it was also really nice to just have another person to talk to about these issues because you're reading it and reading it and reading it and yeah like you're absorbing it but you're not really personally I can't speak for others but I wouldn't really under or even think about the actual underlying causes of the civil unrest but I think just like talking to you about it and bouncing ideas off of another person you really get to kind of have a little glimpse into what um, the underlying causes of the civil unrest are and the actual greater ideas around it. What about you? Yeah, no, I thought that was great. And I thought something that was also awesome about having another person was that we could look at the same issue and find like completely different articles mm-hmm. and completely different sources. So to your point, you'd get a more nuanced perspective while solidifying um some common themes and kind of you know transitioning into that with connection to the course um 
I think that this podcast really helped solidify what we were learning in class where we'd talk about, you know, for example, the Navalny protests and then we'd go into it in more depth and it would make more sense. Like, oh, you know, free speech and opposition restrictions tie into what we learned about Russian elections mm -hmm. in class. How did you see this as like in the connection to our class? Definitely. I think I saw, I know, so basically our the main connections to our course where we discussed legitimacy restrictions on civil society and cleavages, which are main topics, obviously, in CompGov. But I think it really allowed me to learn how those um, go kind of beyond a textbook and beyond just reading about like, oh, this decreases government legitimacy, this increases government legitimacy, like kind of being able to see all the issues going on in the world and being able to judge for yourself like is the government's response in increasing legitimacy or is it decreasing legitimacy are this is the civil unrest due to cleavages or something else if so what type of cleavages is it ethnic or regional so i thought that was interesting it was almost like a way to be able to synthesize the information in your own mind rather than just having reading a textbook and having the information just absorb rather without kind of being able to synthesize it yourself. Yeah, I totally agree. And I love your description of like taking it outside of the textbook. Um, because I feel like, you know, we're all in so many AP classes and so busy with school that sometimes it's just like, oh, read the textbook, take the notes, and then move on to the next assignment. Um, and I think that this kind of made us stop and slow down and really look into the complexities of some of these issues. Um, and yeah, like build on what we learned in class and get more real world examples than, you know, any teacher could conceivably cover. Like unless you're teaching a class just on civil unrest in the AP six countries, um, you're not going to be able to get through all of the stuff that we did. And I think that it was really interesting to take that deeper dive, especially looking at how legitimacy is impacted. Like you said, there's different forms of legitimacy in the different countries and for example in Great Britain there aren't really like external military forces that threaten legitimacy but in Nigeria and Mexico there are so I thought that was really interesting to kind of put them side by side. Definitely I agree with you on that and I kind of like I know you kind of touched on this and how you said like it takes it beyond the course. I think it also, it sounds awful to say this, but it reminded me of that all these people are human beings that are actually going and protesting. While we're doing this podcast right now, there's civil unrest happening in a wide array of places. And it kind of just humanized the whole aspect of it to me. Cause I was like, this is a real issue going on in the world right now. It's just not a hypothetical thing. And I think that was kind of, uh, like return back to reality that I needed to know that these are real issues that need to be addressed. For sure. I think it made it really tangible. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I think that was huge. So kind of within uh, the script writing and recording process, what were some things that you thought were really good about what we did? What were some things you might've changed? I loved how we had our timeline. I thought it was perfect. We spent about a week writing the script and spent a day recording the podcast and had around two to three days to edit it. And I thought that was 
really nice. It wasn't overwhelming at all, especially in the script writing process. And I think it allowed for us to search and find good information and good sources and really figure out what topics of civil unrest we want to cover. Because if you look up like civil unrest in Mexico, for example, so many different articles are going to show up. But that week time span really allowed for us to go and see well which ones are the ones you want to discuss and really just even like reading those articles for your own knowledge it wasn't anything that was rushed I think it was it made it a more enjoyable experience what about you I definitely agree I think that we did a really good job of nailing down that timeline pretty pretty early on so that it never felt overwhelming and it never felt like I was just like clicking on the first five articles and like copying and pasting into google docs you know 15 minutes before we're starting to record um and I think you did like you did an amazing job I know you did a lot of the editing of like the recording so like thank you so much I don't have the tech skills for that like I would have probably just ended up like deleting it and like oh uh uh-oh no um but you really did an amazing job um and I think we did a really good job collaborating um, you know, I never felt like, oh, I'm doing all of the work and Ronnie is doing none of it, nor did I feel, you know, like I was at all slacking. I mean, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but <laughs> you're completely right with that. I So I think we did, we did a really good job of balancing workload and just like timeline. I completely sure. agree with you. And I enjoyed editing the podcast. I think it is really, Anchor is a very interesting app to use. If you have free time and are recording a podcast, I recommend checking it out. But um, it was fun uh, editing the podcasts and I enjoyed that. So no problem at all. And I agree with you. I think the work was split evenly. There was no person, in my opinion, was doing like less of a good job than the other. It seemed like a really good back and forth, which is sometimes hard to find in group projects. So I'm really glad about that. Definitely. Um, no, I might, I might have to try playing around with Anchor. It, it sounds like, I remember like when we were first trying to record and you're just trying to do it in the app without a Zoom and it was just not cooperating. I remember that. I'm glad that we've moved past that. Likewise. I thought it was really fun to find the music. Like I really liked when we came up with the idea of like the national anthems. Like that was a lot of really fun YouTube time. And now like my YouTube recommended page is like all of these weird national anthems. Thanks for taking one for the team with your YouTube recommendations. (laughs) Yeah. Um, To transition, what did you learn from recording this podcast series? Um, I think I just learned a lot about comparativism, which I know is the whole point of the course. Um, So I'm really, I'm really glad that I learned that. But I think, like you said, it really solidified how I see like current events. Um, and kind of international relations and foreign policy as a whole. Cause I think you're right. Sometimes it's really easy to zoom out far enough that it just kind of feels like one big game or it doesn't feel particularly personal. Um, but I do think, you know, a lot of the articles that I read in my research, I don't know about you, included personal testimonies and included like focuses on individuals. Um, so I think that really did solidify for me. Like if you want to look at, governance and international relations and civil unrest and current events um it's really important to keep in mind that there are people involved in that and they are living their lives in something that we're analyzing um what about you what did you learn 
Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. I think I also learned to have, I know you discussed this earlier, having a more nuanced like vision of what the civil unrest is and what just like topics are globally, because it kind of allowed me to see both sides of the story, even in like the worst of times, like being able to see the government's response and maybe why they're upset by something, but seeing what actually triggered those acts of civil unrest in the first place, I think um, being able to research from also like different sources helped me to get a better uh, just understanding overall of the different perspectives in play and really just discussing it, like I said, with another person helps to have just more of those conversations that I think are need to be more prevalent in our world. But I'm really glad that I got to do that with you. I agree. Yeah, it's been so much fun. I do think with the sources also, you brought up something that kind of made me think about like in, in AP US Govan, just when I'm paying attention to American news, I kind of know like what sources are left, what sources are right, what sources are kind of center. Um, but so I had to keep that in mind when I was looking at resources from other countries. Like, is this UK news site like a really leftist site or is it a really right wing site? Um, so I think it kind of reinforced like my news reading and consumption skills um, just so that I could take into context, you know, where is this source coming from? And I also got a lot of my resources from like nonpartisan news sources. So like the Associated Press, mm -hmm. um, but it was still really interesting to just kind of have that framework for another country's news media. Definitely. I really enjoyed this project. I think it was a very fun way to learn more about the countries and yeah, and I definitely enjoyed doing it with you. I agree. Um, is there anything that you would have done differently? Not in my opinion, no. I really enjoyed how this played out. What about you? Yeah, same. I don't I don't really think there was anything. I think we did it. I think we did it really well. I think we worked super well together. Um, you know, surprising because I don't know you at all. <laughs> we've never met actually. no we haven't known each other for seven years what? for seven years which also crazy like seven years um but I think we I think we did a really good job both on like the you know work and collaboration front and on the analysis um and research front so I would absolutely do another comparative politics podcast with you again as would I all right. Well, up. thank you for everybody to listening, Mr. Waxler specifically, to listening to our podcast. Um, yeah. Thank you, Abigail, thank for you. recording this and doing this project with me. Of course. Thank you so much, Rania. Um, this was a really awesome experience. Um, and thank you, Mr. Waxler, for listening to this.